Hello and welcome to another episode of the CBGS pod- podcast brought to you by Aspen Waits. We have a very special episode for you this week as we approach Christmas, a time of celebration, relaxation, sharing and togetherness. We're going to reflect on the past year of Aspen Waits. We shall have music and festivities and a live song from me and Paul. Hey, exciting. <laughs> and yes, we're going we're gonna to play um, uh, a few songs throughout this podcast as well. And I believe the first one chosen by, by Paolo himself is uh, Little Drummer Boy by the Andy Warhols. The Andy Warhols? The Dandy Warhols. The Dandy Warhols. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the Dandy Warhols are an uh, incredibly progressive uh, band from Portland, Oregon. Uh, been following them for uh, 24 years, I think, 24 years that they've been in existence. Uh, one of those bands that um, uh, they're never the same, you know, every every song is different mm. and incredibly imaginative. Um, as you know, being a bit of a new age person, as, as, you, as indeed you are, Drew, oh, yes. <laughs> uh, I love the sort of um, laid backness of it and the, and the real sort of vibe of the rock. Uh, What's really interesting about Little Drummer Boy, their version, is um, I discovered it by chance a few years ago, and um, for some years now, in the in the Waite family, uh, the, the hairy Waite, that's me, gets up on Christmas Day and goes for a bike ride, mm. probably about 10 miles. Uh, I then uh, like to sit in the hot tub, no matter what the uh, weather is, uh, and then I play Little Drummer Boy by the Dandy Warhols. Oh. Um, it's a really good version. Um, if you don't, if you're not really familiar with the Dandy Warhols, uh, check them out because they're a fantastic band. So here's uh, the first track today. It's a little drummer boy by the Dandy Warhols.
cracker of a tune. <laughs> cracker great mate. I know, cracker. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're, g- we're going to do a roundup of the year in this, um, in this podcast episode of, of Aspen Weight and, and maybe a few things that have happened in, throughout the UK as well, seeing this as this is a special. <laughs> so I'd like to ask you, Paul, as, uh, um, this, this, um, this year for Aspen Weight, it's been a, it's been a big year. What, what would you see as the, the key achievements that the company have seen? Not, not you personally per se, but, but as, as the company. It's been a... Well, it's quite interesting. I think one of the, one of the most um, uh, noteworthy things, Drew, is whenever I hold an event, like a strategy meeting or a mm-hmm. business development meeting, uh, I look into the room and there's you know, three new faces or something. Mm-hmm. So probably, um, probably uh, got something like seven seven additional senior executives today wow. compared to a year ago. Um, I think there have been several, really. Uh, one that happened very early on in 2018 is uh, we were asked to tender for uh, a job um, quite close to Heathrow, actually. Uh, this is a company involved in re- renewable energy uh, with aspirations to turn over several billion pounds. And... Um, you know, and they actually said that we were there because they thought we were different and mm. we could add value. Uh, and I genuinely remember sitting there thinking that my whole working life to that point had been geared up to that moment. Wow. And it was the first time in Aspen Waite's life where somebody that wanted to turn over several billion pounds had chosen us. Mm. So it was a very big moment, that, you know. Mm. so Very proud moment. Very, yeah. Uh, yeah, one where... Effectively, um, you know, the market was basically saying, uh, we, we acknowledge you and, and, and we believe, you know. Mm. And what's been good about that, obviously, it's like anything, Drew, is people and businesses get given opportunities and then it's what you do with it afterwards. So uh, we actually uh, landed several successful RD tax credit uh, claims for this, this group quite early on. And uh, we've got on from success to success and building our relationship systematically over the eras as the the new client progressively trusts and believes in us so mm. that was that was the first thing i think um without sort of going on for loads and loads of things i think um two other things i would say really one is i think we we got a little bit lucky actually in recruitment so we end the year uh, truly as a complete advisory firm um she hate me for saying this but we recruited uh, uh, an excellent lady called Julie Kingham, uh, who, who who proves to be even well, actually quite quite close to being a genius. To be honest, with you. Uh, so we thought we were getting a tax, you know, perhaps a tax, a clever tax technician, and she's rather better than that. And I feel for the first time that uh, it doesn't really matter what the tax is; we can deliver uh, a superb result to that with a very highest standard. So I think the quality of the Aspen Weight team going into Christmas eighteen is superb bolstered i have to say also by some absolutely fantastic business development people um and of course yourself um <laughs> you know that, that we'll, we'll come on to that in a minute uh i i, I think probably um also although this is this is marginally per- personal as well uh possibly the greatest achievement of the year was that aspen weight knows who aspen weight are now mm. i think we truly know what we stand for I mean, it was wonderful the other day. Uh, we, we go into the new year with the potential to double our size, which we can't really talk about on air today, uh, through through a massive deal. And I was explaining to my great chum, 
chum uh, John Porteous how that had happened uh, in a very sort of laborious way. And of course, John turned around to me and he said, "No, it's happened because of the Aspen Weight Way." <laughs> and I thought it was rather lovely and neat, and it, and he was right. Um, so uh, you know, we are people who stand for something, uh, as as you yourself have demonstrated this week, young Drew, uh, with some of your recent wonderful work. Um, I think as a team, we understand who we are, what our place in the marketplace is, and we're we're proud and um, happy to happy to. Exalt publicly, shall we say? Yes. <laughs> yes, that's good. Like exaltation. Yeah. What a great Christmas word. Ah, oh, yes. And I think that that brings us neatly on to a, to another tune. I think uh, the, the second one you've chosen is is I believe in Father Christmas by Greg Lake. And of course, I do believe in Father Christmas and fairies and other things <laughs> like that. Um, uh, and so, anyone who doesn't believe in those things is 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 close-minded and, uh, and and a moron. But there we are. Uh, <laughs> Um, so this is a wonderful song, possibly the um, greatest Christmas pop song ever written, in my opinion. Uh, Greg Lake sadly passed away uh, a few years ago, um, a bit of a genius, part of a wonderful um, triumvirate uh, Lake, Emerson and Palmer, or Emerson, Lake and Palmer even, mm. um, incredibly successful uh, progress- prog rock band, um, would have been absolutely massive in the in the 70s, early 80s, uh, across the world, so in America they would be probably bigger than they are here. Uh, probably best known for um, their their hit "Fanfare for the Common Man." Greg Lake himself uh, wrote this song on his own. Um, it's quite quite a long time ago now, over thirty years. And um, uh, originally, uh, the song was just the, the basic song we all know. I believe in Father Christmas, blah blah blah. And um, Keith Keith Emerson. Um, having listened to the the first um, uh, copy of of the song, basically uh, encouraged Greg to introduce the troika. The troika, that's troika, as in the Russian troika, T R O I K A. Just for listeners, but the troika portion of Provokiev's Lieutenant Kiji Suite oh. um, uh, uh, into, and that's the that's that's the bit that comes in uh, oh. during the song, which is said Provokiev. For coffee, have even. Um, uh, what was interesting is uh, this song uh, was stuck at number two for I think six weeks because Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody was number one uh, at the time. Well. Um, uh, and I think there's another like Vienna by Ultravox. This is a song that really deserved to be to be number one. It's a magnificent song, beautifully crafted, uh, and a f- superb Christmas song. So here we are. We have Greg Lake really believing in Father Christmas. <laughs> They said there'll be peace on earth But instead it just kept on raining A veil of tears for the virgin birth I remember one Christmas morning A winter's light and a distant choir The peal of a bell and that Christmas tree smell And eyes full of tinsel and fire
sold me a dream of Christmas They sold me a silent night They told me a fairy story Till I believed in the Israelite And I believed in Father Christmas And I looked to the sky with excited eyes Then I woke with a yawn in the first light of dawn And I saw him and through his disguise One word that comes to mind from that for that for me with that is epic. <laughs> I thought the word was wow. <laughs> well, first it was wow. What did you epic, say, epic? Epically wow. Oh, you are so amusing. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, the f- from the achievements uh, and what, what you what you spoke about in that first um, in that first section, new staff and 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 all of those things. I actually had a little peek, Paul, at your, your yeah, a little the sneak peek at your sneak yearly wrap up because I'm in the marketing department, so I get to see all the hot, hot, hot things off the press, and um, I saw a little sneak peek of your of your yearly. Oh, review. in the magazine. Yeah, mean. in the yeah, magazine, okay. and um, and uh, you you said 2018 has been uh, you've had some some career highs, um, and I was just I'm wondering if you uh, would share any of those. Um, for the listeners, because I know that it's been an, um, uh, a big year for the company, but also for you as a man. There, anyone was looking. <laughs> so, um, yeah, well, I think one of the things that's been—I um, uh, hate to use the word journey—but uh, um, uh, what, what, what's fascinating. Um, as someone leading uh, a company with massive growth, near 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 hockey stick growth, uh, and obviously, as you've alluded to, with a number of things on on the go at the moment, next year is going to be uh, uh, <laughs> like a rocket taking off. You know, um, of course, to some extent, uh, as you as you know, one of the things I say to people is I haven't had two lives, and I can't check what I did, you know, in the other life as to what I had to do now. 
so I just basically um, keep evolving and changing. So recently, I've probably had the biggest change of my life in terms of how I behave at work. So mm. very game face. You know, I am going to do this. We're going to we're going to get to twenty five million turnover, and everyone needs to raise up. And if you don't raise up, you'll know about it, sort of thing. You know, mm. without losing my lovely, cuddly, <laughs> quirky nature, of course. Uh, so um, yeah, but uh, you know, um, as you know, I'm good at winning. Uh, one of the things that's been very rewarding is uh, I don't believe as of yet that I've I've got to the bottom of my brain if you know what I mean. So mm. I, I still I'm just I just seem to be getting uh, better every day. Um, and there'll be several meetings, for instance, where I've, where I've come out of a meeting and I felt that was a career high, mm. a career high meeting, career high performance. Uh, probably the career high moments would have to be being in the high court. Mm. Uh, a being in the high court in the first place, uh, mm. you know, being chosen uh, to be an expert witness, <clears throat> and then secondly, obviously, to um, reportedly, uh, comfortably, uh, you know, to to to, to, to do more, more than very well against a very very tough opponent, mm. and, and and possibly, as my side say, you know, uh, possibly win the, the argument. So that that was uh, extremely good. Um, and I think, I think to be truthful, that uh, there's a lot more to come. So I feel very positive about things. I think scientifically looking at it, I suspect that because I, I worked for two of the biggest three firms in the world to start with, my psyche is, is spot on for this. Mm. So as I've said before, the hard bit was surviving mm. uh, to get big. Mm. You know, getting through the first five years was probably my biggest achievement, actually. Whereas now, I'm, I'm sort of doing what I was born to do, mm. uh, which even includes this, you know, to yes. some extent. So, yeah, that's that's my answer, Mr. Armstrong. Paved, paved, to way, paved the way to these great things. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, well, it's all about attitude, as you know. So, mm. um, I mean, one of the things, as you know, I like about yourself is that um, you're not frightened of anything. And, you know, we've done this this podcast very much as a, uh, sort of a quite a radical idea of mine um, mm. and um, and I think it's proven to be uh, a great success and clearly you know we're getting better at it every week mm. and I look forward to uh, taking this sort of concept even further next year with you mm. sounds awesome I think and I know sounds that's awesome dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey man that's, uh, that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, we're so happy. We're such funky accountants. We know what dude means. I'll tell you. How many other accountants know what dude means? Hey, Drew. Let's do a, well, let's do a, let's do a survey. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that's um, got him. Talking of dudes. <laughs> dudes. Um, All the yeah. young dudes. I'm not playing that. Jethro, Jethro Tull. Jethro They're dude? dudes. They're dudes. <laughs> Do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, he plays a flute. Well, well yeah. <laughs> he Anderson, plays a flute as a front man. That's that's pretty cool. He means Ian Anderson, though. Yes, I didn't know his name. <laughs> Is that not Jethro Tull? <laughs> Jethro Tull's the name of the band, old boy. Yeah, I know. He's called Ian Anderson. Ah, okay. <laughs> and um, and so the third song you've chosen is "Ring Out Solstice Bells" by Jethro Tull. Yes. Yeah, so, um, uh, pleased to say that uh, uh, both Drew and I and uh, and indeed Drew's Drew's love, um, Carmen Perez, mm. Caballeros Han Solo. <laughs> she she makes, a, she's actually napping downstairs. At the moment. Napping. <laughs> <laughs> we should go jump on her outfits. I think we Han Solo gave Star Wars New Hope and Carmen's giving Drew New Hope. Right? Yeah. 
that's not bad, is it? Eh? <laughs> that's that's, good. that's for free. Off that the is. Top of the no, no, I'll give you that one. <laughs> um, anyway, so um, one thing we all have in common is uh, we're all um, very New Agey Glastonbury people, um, great believers in nature and um, yeah, and the fact that um, you know the world is 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 a place of beauty and and also misery, uh, death and birth. All these things are true. Uh, and it's important to understand that. Uh, and of course, Christmas itself is a pagan festivity which um, has been um, plagiarised like many other things by Christianity. Um, and uh, Jethro Tull are, are, I think, a good pagan band. This is a, a good pagan uh, Christmas song. So I think it's 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 a good song in its own merit, uh, but it deserves to be played for what it's for what it represents. Mm. Hence, uh, hence choice today. So it's Jeffro Tull ringing out them solstice bells, potpickers. Oh yeah. <laughs>
What beautiful Christmas bells play mm. out on the end of that tune. Indeed. <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> so, Paul, um, we've, ha- we've had a little bit about the, 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 the past. The you past. Know, the, the Christmas past. <laughs> oh, how exciting. We're into Christmas Carol. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I promise to be good, honestly, true. <laughs> <laughs> so I think maybe a little bit on the future. The future. Uh, 2019. We, we have been the fastest growing practice in the UK for two years in a row now. So, yes. how, how does that feel as, as CEO? And can you see the momentum slowing down? Can you see it slowing down? It's going to keep escalating. Seeing nothing yet. Ah, ding, yes. ding. Yeah, the future is something you're going to not forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're going to uh, Christmas with uh, three, uh, three quite uh, major projects um, on the go. Um, all of which should complete fairly early in the new year. One is uh, quite groundbreaking and um, uh, literally would see Aspen Way double overnight. Um, it's a slightly um, unusual, might be a word, unusual uh, move. Um, I think we've discussed this before. I think it would be true to say that as a, an entrepreneur, which I undoubtedly am, uh, I would be intuitive and also opportunistic. Um, so sometimes um, opportunities create themselves. And, uh, and and what truly happened in this case is I'm not even conscious of any thought process myself. I just literally, my brain delivers an idea and then I think about it, mm. uh, discuss it with the people concerned, and in this case, gained acceptance. Uh, so we're now going through a process of... Um, proper business evaluation, including yourself. I think you're going to be involved in this project, for instance, next week. Um, so that's, that's, uh, that's a bit confidential, so we're not, we can't really talk about that at this stage too much other than that. Um, we will be taking over a practice uh, in an area which is quite special to me. Again, out of respect to the current owner, I won't say where it is, but um, it's in real Anglo-Saxon heartland. Uh, as you know, I'm a great... Um, great uh, admirer of Anglo-Saxon history and all things uh, English and indeed all things British. Um, for instance, there's a fascinating uh, programme of history of Wales at the moment. Uh, so I am determined to be Rodri Maur reborn. Uh, <coughs> so Rodri Maur is Rodri the Great, so I'm going to be Paul Maur one day. Uh, doesn't sound very good, actually. I, I, I probably have to change my name. Paul Waits is better than Paul Maurer. <laughs> to Dolwyn or something. Delbert Waite. Uh, so, um, yeah, as you know, we're also um, investing uh, heavily in um, new software solutions. Um, and probably the most radical thing, uh, uh, idea of this year, which I think is taking disruption of the market to a new high. So I hope that's what I might put a, uh, someone will write a book about me one day saying, weighty, taking disruption to a new high or something. <laughs> no, I don't mean his behaviour in the classroom. <laughs> Brackets closed. Um, so uh, th- through finding a fantastic uh, uh, engineer in Greg Davis, uh, we will be opening uh, the Aspen Wake factory and R&D centre in the new year. Uh, we've already purchased some very high-quality equipment to go into it uh, with the promise of a lot of work from a lot of our good chums. Um, so... Those are really the things to look forward to next year. Um, so it's going to take a lot of managing. We also, um, so yesterday, for instance, I had an amazingly brilliant business, business development meeting in uh, East Wales, I suppose you'd call it, 
and um, very committed to a project there, which, if it comes off, would be uh, groundbreaking and would probably undoubtedly come to the attention of, you know, um, the media, etc. Um, and uh, it won't fail for any lack of trying, I can assure you, Mr. Mr. Drew. So, watch this space, people. <coughs> you see, uh, so we're big movers and shakers. We uh, we've got a lot of belief and momentum, and we're gonna. Keep rocking and rolling. The train's going to keep rolling. Keep rolling, Through man. 2019. Yeah. <coughs> should have played the Doobie Brothers, shouldn't I? We should have played... <laughs> well, it's been like a major sleigh ride for me. Oh, uh, lovely. So, so what think, a link. I think, yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think that'll bring us on to the next tune that, that you've chosen, which is Sleigh Ride by the Renettes. Can you... Yeah, so um, this is a song off the Phil Spector Christmas album. Uh undoubtedly in my opinion the greatest Christmas album of all time uh, Phil Spector uh, amazingly brilliant producer um, if you haven't heard the, the Christmas album which, which you should is a, is a standard really um, check it out because every every one of the songs is is fantastic uh, the artists appearing people like um, the Crystals and the Ronettes and the Marvelettes are all I think mostly Puerto Rican girls mm. that uh, were discovered sort of late 50s early 60s uh, very distinctive sound, uh, beautiful singing, and uh, uh, absolutely unique uh, Phil Spector production makes this uh, a, a Christmas song to remember.
<laughs> There's that Gigi again. Oh. That's the two thirteen chips that we're back just today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how jovial and full of life that song was. You could feel it in the production and in the in the voices of the of the lovely Puerto Rican ladies. Puerto Rican ladies. Well, there's another song there actually. John Porteous knows the words of that one. <laughs> I thought what was really good about that, Drew was saying to me while we were listening to the song about how fresh it was and how mm. he couldn't believe it was a song written in the early 60s. I think that's the genius of, uh, of the production because it is, it is so, so fresh and stands the test of time. Mm. Fantastic. Fantastic. Amazing. Great, Absolutely mate. fantastic. And speaking of fantastic things that have, that have happened this year, for me, um, before, before starting my time at, at Aspen Waite... Um, me, me and Waitie actually got together a little bit before. For, it, it was a. Uh, it was before the the Aspen Waits twenty fifth anniversary party. Um, party. Yes. So my my friend here got in touch with me and and said he would like to sing a little tune for or the tunes. party. Two. Yeah, we did a few, didn't we? We did a few. Yeah. Yes, and um and that was that was that was a road of of um of, of <laughs> <laughs> perdition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it, it was a great experience, and um, for me that was a, it was a, it was a highlight of 2018. So I think as a treat, we're we're going to a do treat a, to who a treat a, a self indulgent treat, <laughs> quite a self indulgent treat, yes, but a treat for the listeners as well because it actually came off very well. Uh, you're, you're, uh, I, I do music as a, as a hobby, and, and more I'm very into that kind of thing, and it's something that you've always been interested in, but not not pursued. Um, as much as other things you pursued, sports and all of, all of that jazz, and um, and oh, I was very jazz. I was very pleasantly surprised at how um, how how this this thing came together. Well, you know, Drew, that I couldn't succeed if every day I didn't get a little help from my friends. Ah, <laughs> which brings it into it. We're going to sing you a little live song now, and it's called "A Little Help from My Friends." Oh yeah! Oh yeah! What would you think if I sang out a tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song And I'll try not to sing out a key Oh, I get high with a little help from my friends Oh, I get high with a little help from my friends Oh, I'm gonna try with a little help from my friends What do I do when my love is away? Does it worry you to be alone? How do I feel by the end of the day? Are you sad because you're on your own? Oh, I get by with a little help from my friends. Oh, I get high with a little help from my friends. So I'm gonna try with a little help from my friends. I need somebody to love Could it be anybody? I want somebody to love One, two, three, four Would you believe in a love at first sight? Yes, I'm certain that it happens all the time What do you see when you turn out the light? I can tell you but I know it's mine Oh, I get by with a little help from my friends So I get high with a little help from my friends Boom, I'm gonna try with a little help from my friends Do you need anybody? 
just need someone to love Could it be anybody? I want somebody to love Oh, I get by with a little help from my friends Oh, I get shy with a little help from my friends Oh, I get high with a little help from my friends Yes, I get by with a little help from my friends With a little help from my friends Hey, hey, we rock, baby <laughs> Well, I bet you did not expect that, listeners <laughs> Not just an accountant, not just a CEO of a, of a, of a world-class company. He can't sing either. <laughs> He's got a bloody cracking voice. That's another thing he can't do. Uh, <laughs> well, Next, we'll bake a cake. <laughs> we'll be able to see it. That's how good it is. <laughs> it'll taste That's damn funny, fine. That's funny, isn't it? Yeah. That's not my better jokes, that. <laughs> we'll bake- Drew and I will do Bake Off next week because the Christmas special. <laughs> we're going to make a meringue. Why not? Why Indeed, not? Indeed, a pink meringue. <laughs> yes. Do you think we should um, a little bit of the, bit of bit of the highlights from for the year as well? Before, what before year? We wrap, but the year of two thousand and eighteen in the UK. Oh, in the UK. In the UK yeah, or I in the world? The world. Yes. Yeah, so, why not the world? Yes. Yeah, so I'm not being too depressing. It's <laughs> Christmas yeah. time. Uh, it's interesting. I had. Uh, um, I think um, this week has probably marked the single low point in democracy in the UK's history um, with the shambles that's going on in Parliament at the moment. Uh, Not only uh, has the voice of the public not been heard and certainly not going to be actioned in anything remotely resembling what people thought they were going to get, to see the uh, hordes of effectively carrion um, in the Labour Party and the SNP and the Liberals jumping on the back of effectively uh, let's call it a lame duck Prime Minister uh, purely to personal party advantage over the wishes of the people is quite disgusting in my opinion mm-hmm. and I and I really hope that, uh, being serious for a minute that those those of you that listen to this will actually think very carefully about what you're going to do, uh, how you're going to register your dis- disgust at what has happened. Uh, there's only one, one, one place really where you can do that, and that's at the ballot box. So uh, don't forget the betrayal of the British people by uh, the politicians at the moment. It's very real, and it's, and it's a disgrace to uh, the country that invented democracy. So uh, sorry about that very serious one. I feel very strongly about that, as you, as you can see. Um, the other thing, of course, which has been very sad this year... Well, in fact, you know, uh, unbelievably so. I never thought in my lifetime that uh, this subject would be raised again, given the, the horrors of uh, World War Two and its aftermath, uh, with the way that the Jews were treated in the Second World War. And in fact, um, all through history, uh, there's been massive resentment against the Jewish race uh, by uh, all sorts of people. Uh, there was a, a terrible massacre in York in uh, the 14th century, I think it was, um, where the citizens, the Jewish citizens, actually chose to jump off towers rather than uh, be beaten to death, etc. And it's and, and in my opinion, it's purely down to envy. Um, envy is something I, I personally uh, cannot tolerate, and it's something that uh, is undermining the political system at the moment, uh, with a very large majority of the people in the UK. 
Uh, envy is not something to be proud about. Uh, everyone has an opportunity to do their best. Everyone should be encouraged to do their best. People should accept that some people are famous and some people are not famous. Some people become rich, some people are poor. It's the duty of the rich to look after the poor as best as they can. That does not mean to say that the poor should envy the rich or in any way degrade them or not understand their place in society because without wealth there will be no society. Mm. So I think, um, you know, that's... So what's happened this year is, um, particularly in the Labour Party, we've had uh, a massive rise of anti-Semitism and that's probably something across the globe which is ironic, really, when one considers, um, you know, what the true true enemy to uh, Christianity and what the Westernization is, you know, is, is things like um, fundamental Islam and, and ISIS, for instance. Uh, and, uh, and, of course, Israel is the only democratic, uh, truly democratic country in the whole of the Middle East. And yet, for some reason, uh, left-wing people in particular seem to vilify uh, Israel and, um, and, and, and I, I personally find that very d- d- distasteful. Uh, I'm very proud of my eldest son, Sam, who um, who's decided to do something about it and now is very active as a voice in writing and speaking against anti-Semitism. Uh, it's a very brave thing to do. He's not, uh, by nature, a, a physically brave man. Um, so to show such mental uh, strength is, is something I take my hat off to, young Samuel Waite. Mm-hmm. Um, so good on you. Um, of course, we've got Trump lands, uh, the whole thing playing, playing out across uh, the world with... Uh, uh, the most interesting president in history, probably, um, uh, looking after, well, basically guiding us at the moment. Uh, we've got uh, you know him feuding with the Chinese and the Russians. Uh, so the, the world is is probably in the worst place uh, going into Christmas 2018 that has been in my lifetime, with the possible wow. exception of 1962 with the Bay of Pigs incident and. The possible uh, people thought there was going to be a nuclear war between America and Russia, so I think this is, is a low point. Uh, we just and, and really, I think we've got to a point where the only way this is going to we're going to drag ourselves out of this is 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 through the people. Uh, I think the politicians across the world have proved themselves to be inept, uh, lacking in courage and any conviction or moral fibre to do anything about the very real issues we have. And I think it's going to be. It's going to be us, the people, that need to drag the world back to something like uh, normality and decency. Mm. So that was, sorry, that was a bit deep, wasn't Whoa. it, Drew? I don't know where that came from. Where we are. Wow. That was some deep stuff. And I think Christmas is a, is a time, it, 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 it is a time of bringing us all together. It's a time where we get a few weeks off work or a week off work or a few days off work and we get to come together as family and, and those values hold true. So, um, yeah, so... I, I think that's that's what it's about for me, and, and we'll instill those values into the year ahead to, of togetherness and teamwork, you know. And um, yes, I think that's my favourite part about Christmas. Really, actually, is uh, or one of my favourite things is the coming together of family and um, maybe people you don't see as often throughout the year. And 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 yes, that's of course, tonight favorite. is our Christmas party, Drew. Yes, tonight is the Christmas party. It's, it's the first ah. time we've had a Christmas party on our own. Mm. Okay. Isn't it? Yes, normally sharing it uh, with other other other, groups, other companies. Other yes, companies. so we're having our own Christmas party at the Walnut Tree. And yeah, there's going to be a there's going to be a with few, the bands. Yeah, with the bands. bands. I may even play a few tunes myself, sir. Bring a, bring my acoustic along. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so what would your favourite thing be about Christmas, Mister Paolo? 
A number of things, really. Actually, no, I, I, I'm uh, credibly uh, childish or small boy-like insofar as I've always loved lights. So uh, the, the propensity of all sorts of different colours of lights, uh, <laughs> particularly like the little barrel ones. <laughs> you know, to be honest, I just I love all the lights and the trees. I love greenery. Oh, yes. So I just love um, uh, the smell, the mm. smell of... The smell of spruce. Do you have a fresh tree in your house? Yes, yeah, always. Tree? Always. Yes. Oh, wow, that's nice. Yeah, Mrs. Waite is the greatest Christmas tree decorator ever, mm. ever in this world. Yeah. <laughs> Un- unbelievable, unbelievably talented. Uh, it's a joy to see, to be honest. Um, yes, yeah, so the smell of it, the look, um, and that includes food, of course, which we like. <laughs> Historically, I would have said drink, but obviously, as I drink very rarely these days. Mm. Um, that's not quite so important. Still a little tipple. Still a tipple oh, now and then. But not drinking tonight, unfortunately. <laughs> or fortunately for those that are attending. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, I've been going to my parents on Christmas Day now for uh, 58 years. Wow. Yes. Uh, so I think without, uh, without a break. So uh, it's always lovely to see them. Um, it's a bit of a Christmas tradition to play dominoes with Callum and Dad and Jason on on the... In the afternoon, that's rather good. Um, on a per- strictly personal level, I'd have to say, um, usually I sort of collapse into Christmas. But, uh, this year it's been uh, particularly noteworthy. I've not had a holiday since the end of June. Mm. Uh, and obviously it's been a huge amount on. Uh, fortunately, I seem to have got my second wind a couple of weeks ago. So uh, I, feel, I actually feel quite good at the moment. But um, uh, I'll take the full 10 days off and recharge. So I think one of the things Christmas does for me, it allows me to reflect gives me a bit of time under no pressure to sit there on my own and, and have a good think, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's me, chap. Ah, <clears throat> oh, excellent. And we've actually had some, um, some, some feedback from, from the, the rest from of the team. From our many listeners. And, and from the many our listeners. three million listeners in yeah. Panama City alone. <laughs> and the Aspen Wake team who've, who've shared their thoughts about Christmas. And, and uh, we, we, we had, had the favourite Christmas carol, favourite uh, Christmas song... And a little thing about Christmas. And the holly and the ivy actually got quite a few votes for that. And I think that's the next one we're going to play. Next song we're going to play in the podcast. <laughs> Do you want, I thought, are we going to talk, are we, do you want me to introduce the holly and the ivy now? Um, uh, yes, I think we will. That's okay. <laughs> you can see how well produced we are. <laughs> this is truly live. Yes, I mean, we covered uh, the... It, of, of note, of the feedback we did get from employees, things about Christmas, all the things you mentioned there, sir, were, 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 it was the, the same, same consensus from, from, from the rest of the team. Spending time together with family, late nights with uh, family and friends, food, cheese and port. That was from, from Mr. Mr. Ross Curry. That's what he loves about Christmas. <laughs> I, thought, I thought one of the things that was quite interesting, and even, um, even Sam, for instance, um, I think he picked the little town of Beth- Bethlehem as his favourite carol, which... Um, which is ah, rather sweet. Yes. Um, the yes. old standards. I must admit myself, I love, I love um, carols like God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. Mm. Uh, you know, things like that. I think it's um, a belter, actually. I think. <laughs> um, An absolute belter. Silent Night. I picked that one. I think Mrs. Lisa Waite picked that one. Did she really? Yes. Mrs. Lisa Waite, who's she? <laughs> Lisa Paris, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> a different person altogether. That's the alter ego. Oh, no, it was I, um, Holy Night, actually, sorry. Yeah, it's very good. I, I, uh, true story, um, listeners. When I was um, at Wemden Primary School, mm. uh, I actually sang um, uh, 
uh, that that carol in German mm. in the Christmas concert. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh Tannenbaum, oh Tannenbaum, I don't know the rest of the German <laughs> words. But, but anyway, you did. I did. It's just called oh, Tannenbaum, wow. anyway. Ah, it means a Christmas tree, I believe. Nice. So yes, the holly and the ivy. I think. We'll so is that, is that it? Is that, is that the end um, of our podcast for today? The, yes, I think so, sir. That's been a, we quite, seem quite to know, a special. Drew, are you suddenly going to flick Well, the world's our oyster, Paul. We could do. We could go on all day if you like to. Why well, not? It's Christmas. I'd just like to say, Drew, um, uh, we, it's been a pleasure doing these podcasts over the last few weeks with you. Um, I wouldn't have chosen to do them with anybody else. You joining the company has undoubtedly added a new dimension to us. Um, I, again, I think one of the things, if I might, I was thinking about yesterday, in fact, I think Brian Goodyear asked me this. Uh, one of the things that gives me enormous satisfaction is um, is to basically look at someone like Drew and think, mm, I wonder. And of course, um, uh, recruiting Drew, for instance, wasn't necessarily obvious to everyone else, shall we say. Um, and so to see, to see him um, flourishing and be so highly thought of by his line manager, being the great Rogan Josh man himself, uh, the man whose wife doesn't exist, by the way, but that's a joke it's between you and me, isn't it? His fiance, should I say? <laughs> so, Jennifer, if you do exist, <laughs> you must come and do a podcast with me and Drew sometime. Um, but um, uh, not, no, Drew has not only um, rewarded my faith, but he's he's added a completely new dimension and uh, and and made a lot of things possible that wouldn't have been possible um, if you haven't checked out his Twelve Days of Christmas. Uh, totally crafted and, and written by himself, you must do so. It's uh, a really a great piece of work and uh, does him great credit. Um, so anyway, on that note, uh, I thought we'd play out with a traditional song that really um, embodies everything that's good about Christmas. Um, so this is a very traditional old... Uh, I think he may even be technically a pagan carol, but... Um, um, it's called the Holly and the Ivy. Obviously, uh, both the Holly and the Ivy uh, are very well. Obviously, uh, mistletoe is very much uh, the embodiment of pagan culture, and I, I think that Holly, the Holly, is supposed to represent the blood of Christ. Mm. I'm not sure about that. So, if anyone's intelligent or religious uh, and understands <coughs> these things, perhaps they get in touch with us. So, anyway, it's been a pleasure, pleasure um, bringing these podcasts to you. Drew and I have had a great time, had a blast. That's been a great thing to do today, and we're going to leave you with the holly and the ivy. Thank you, Paul, and I just want to say thank you very much for the kind words. And for listeners out there, we're going to have links to uh, the 12 um, Day of Christmas uh, videos that I made and other, other, all of the tunes that you hear in this podcast in the podcast notes. So thank you very much. Here is the holly and the ivy.